I know you said gain. Mm-hmm. It sounded like you said gay. <laughs> we, got, we gotta turn the gay down. Not in turn, this household. Not in this put. Not in this household. Okay. Okay. So I've got the beer for us to try today. Beer for a uh, new uh, beer. I think that you will at least appreciate the origins of this beer. Okay. I can't attest to its flavor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's going to be good or not. I don't even know if I have high hopes for it. Though there are some, <laughs> there are some medals over here on the side of the okay. label, so okay. it might have won an award. Okay, okay, okay. Um, it is called You're... Trooper, and it is. Oh my God! It's Iron Maiden. It's an official Iron Maiden beer. Oh, that's dope. Trooper Premium British Beer. So I don't even know what they mean by British beer. I don't. I well. I mean, like Iron Maiden's from England. Yeah. Well, there's also uh, so is Dave Mustaine. Like not Dave Mustaine. That's fucking Metallica. Bru- Bruce Dickinson. It's well. First off, charged with flavor. Charged. Oh, and I guess it's based off the Charge of the Light Brigade. Probably from one of their from their album. But because there, there there are a couple of different standard British beer styles. Yeah. Is this like a a bitter? Is it an extra special Brit? I, I'm not surprised that they have their own beers because, I mean, they have their own airline. And they've got a... I want to say there's a couple of different Iron Maiden beers. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. Again, they got their own airline and everything. Here's the taste test. Here's the taste so test. Uh, cheers. I like that. I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm very that. pleasantly surprised with that. that uh, that's a, like a Samuel Adams a little yeah. bit, like a Boston lager. It, it reminds is, me a lot of, of Samuel Adams. I could down a six pack of that. It is a bitter. Out of the two of us, you were the bigger like beer expert with as far as like words go. Like I feel like you can describe it in better words than I can. Yeah, well, it's, there's a lot of variety. I keep of beer going back to like, it though. I keep going back to it. I love it. So bitters are a type of pale ale, which usually is defined by like what what the hops are, mm-hmm. and like so the classic example most people think of would be. An IPA, an India Pale Ale. Yeah. I actually don't like IPAs a lot. I don't either. Well, partially because in America, what we decided that meant was like, we're going to take so many hops. Right. Yeah. And hurt your mouth. God. They're getting better because there are new varieties of IPAs mm-hmm. um, that are becoming more popular. Juicy IPAs. I have not had those. Are those decent if you they're don't like better. IPAs? Yeah. Well, okay. A lot of IPAs get very floral- and it is this like just this weird floralness that yeah. it tastes like eating potpourri. That's a very good description. Yeah, Ju- sometimes called juicy, they're sometimes called hazy. I've I've seen um, hazy on uh, especially the brand that I really like. I like the branding of Voodoo Ranger. I like their mascot and the one beer they do that's seasonal. The one drink they they do Atomic Pumpkin. That's like mm-hmm. their seat one of their seasonal offerings. I love that. But their year-around stuff, it's all IPAs. And I'm like, I like your branding, but I don't like your stuff, so I can't buy it because I'm not going to drink it. Yeah, I would say go for, like, a hazy, juicy. Okay. New I'll England try. is another. Uh, New England, okay. Kind of like, those are all kind of end up being synonyms for the same type of beer. Yeah. And those usually, there's a much more fruit, juicy flavor. Okay. The hops aren't as aren't as overpowering because i'm the same way i don't like i don't like beers. oh man i, I can't remember the um, ipa one of my friends had me try but it was it was so hoppy overwhelmingly hoppy but british beers tend to be well hopped but they choose a different type of hop and they usually don't go as overboard it's as definitely American what i would prefer too. yeah this is yeah my favorite brewery is probably samuel smith mm-hmm. in yorkshire 
and they make beer styles that where I don't normally like a, that kind of beer. Mm-hmm. They make it. I'm like, oh, yes, this is good. But it's also what I'm discovering about European beers in general is if there's an American beer that I don't like, I can probably find the European or British equivalent, and it's so much better. Oh, okay, cool, and cool. This is a pale ale, which aren't as heavily hopped as like as an IPA. IPAs were basically created because hops are a preserving mm. ingredient. They would be like, okay, we're sending these off to our troops in India because colonialism, so we are going to... <laughs> put more hops into these to preserve it while it travels okay yeah that makes total sense yeah. it was the same thing like you hear these terms like ipa and you're like oh yeah this must be the beer they made in india that's what i thought until like i educated myself more like yeah. that's what i thought or same thing with the russian imperial stout yeah it was beer made mostly in england to be exported to russia oh uh, okay because okay. they russia they liked this type of stout yeah so they would make it in england and then ship it off to russia i do love a good russian stout uh, yeah. uh, rasputin old rasputin's one of my favorites old rasputin is so good uh yeah. my partner l recently got it from jungle gems and they loved it it's, it's so i love it as well it's so good i did a cocktail that wasn't quite worth it it was worth trying once but it's a basically a a stout mm-hmm and then you float a sherry on top of it. Oh. But sherry is very sweet. And that still so sounds pretty good. It was interesting to try, and it's one of those things where it's very rich. And so it'd be like, oh yes, this would be something I would drink in the in the winter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, when when um Ella opened up Rasputin like yesterday, and I was I loved it, so I'm like, I need to I need to drink that. And um, the immediate thing out of my mouth was like, you ain't drinking this by a pool. Like, this is not something you are drinking outside at a picnic or by a pool or by a lake. This is, you are like snowed in, in the dead of winter. Yeah. And all you have to do, all that's on your to-do list is drinking <laughs> this it's, beer. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> I am very seasonally driven as far as beers go. Oh, me, I'm, I'm starting to get that way too. And once like spring's actually kind of a weird one. There aren't a lot of beer styles that are heavily associated with spring. The closest one is probably something like a Kolsch, yeah. which is a German style. And then summer is I'm big on Pilsners and lagers and then fall hits. And probably my favorite beer style right now is Oktoberfest lagers. Those I, are really good. I do love a good Oktoberfest. Um, and then I get to like really good one. brown ales for later fall. Mm-hmm. And then the winter hits and I'm drinking a lot of porters and stouts. I drink PBR like all year round because mm-hmm. that's my favorite. But like when the summertime and springtime hits, I'm, I'll, I'll gravitate towards some lining kugels, especially the Shummer Shandy lining mm-hmm. kugel. And like the fruitier side mm-hmm. of the of the beers, like I'll start to gravitate more towards those because they remind me of just like, I love the pools and I love water. So I'll just be like, they remind me of just like sitting poolside or lakeside, just enjoying a beer yeah, as well. That's why I love Pilsners for that reason. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, I, if I've just mowed the lawn, mm-hmm. I don't want to drink a stout. <laughs> no, I'm going to, I'm going to hate myself and be like, you know what's oh good? I'm really God. hot sweaty right now. You know what I should do? Eat a loaf of bread. Yeah. Let me just eat this straight loaf of bread. Well, Hey everybody. Welcome. Welcome. After <laughs> that was eight a long minutes after about eight our beer. Minutes. So yeah. Uh, Overall rating? Overall rating of uh, the Iron, Iron Maiden, Maiden Trooper Premium British Beer. It's good. It's good. I give that I, a solid like, four it. out of five. I give it a definitely a four out of five. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I have almost finished it. My share. But yes, welcome to another episode 
of our haunted backyard. Yes, welcome. Welcome, everyone. The show where we talk about small town spooky, hometown haunts, country road cryptids, and other local legends. I finally <laughs> had the... Did you write it down? The, I, I had it pulled up. I was looking at our podcast page on Spotify, mm-hmm. so I could be, I could remember what hey, our, catch, our, yeah. our, our catchphrase is. I do, I do love that catchphrase. I'm Ian. I'm Eric. And we're here to talk about spooky stuff yes. with you, our listeners. Thank you, everyone, so much already for listening. We've already got a lot of followers on Instagram. I know a couple friends that I know listen to us and have sent us stories. So we Last episode, uh, Whiskey. Again, thank you for those two Ouija board stories. Yeah. They were great. Uh, speaking of stories, I think we have another new we one today. We have another email. That cool. Yeah. They want to remain anonymous. So All right. Respecting their wishes. That's fair. Go. Yeah. They sent us an email about a story. And so I will go ahead and read this. Back in high school, I lived in a haunted house, which sounds very standard, but it gets better. Okay. Like, like it's not just, this is a haunted house. There's an evolution of the story. I'm going in blind with this email uh, because I figured that you were going to be the one to read it because I'm going to be doing a lot of talking because this is my turn for my research episode. At the time, a friend and I were really into the paranormal and supernatural. Eventually, we decided we wanted to try ghost hunting. Though we did not have any of the usual equipment, being broke high school schoolers outside of a couple of audio recorders, my friend was family friends with a couple who owned a church in town, one that had a history of ghost sightings. One was a female spirit that a number of people had sighted in the building, and people had heard someone shouting the word sanctuary when there was no one else in the building. Uh, I'm like, maybe they were watching. Maybe it was just somebody left on Hunchback of Notre Dame. Right. Yeah, maybe. And and yeah, that, that's one of those movies you could totally watch in a church. If, like, yeah. It's, you could, it's, yeah, it's it takes theme. place in a church. Yeah. It takes place in a church. Yeah. So yeah, no, that makes sense. The other was a dark presence that my friend did not inform me of until we were already inside the building. <laughs> that asshole. So we're like, yeah, we're going to go check out this church. There's just, a, there's just a nice lady in there. She wanted a place to hang out. So she's called Sanctuary. Uh, also, by the way, the devil's here, and he <laughs> wants to... Doors close. I didn't... <laughs> doors close immediately. I didn't tell you, but... <laughs> kind of funny, kind of a dick move. That's that's a little bit of a dick move, because I would want to know what entities were kind of come up against, if any. They don't want to tell the entirety. They, they said the story of the, the dark presence wasn't there just to tell, so they don't want to go too deep into it, but they said they did feel what I believe is the presence of that entity that night. My friend a pastor in training, tried to antagonize this entity by reading scripture at it. <sighs> no, man. Which is just like, not only am I going to tell you, not tell you about the, the, the demon in our, in this church. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to poke it with a stick. Yeah. I'm also <laughs> going to, to fuck with it while you're also in the, my presence. Be like, yeah, yeah. We're going to go out to the forest and see it's just filled with bunnies. Oh, by the way, there's a grizzly bear here. Yeah, exactly. And I'm also going to, I've got a slingshot <laughs> and I'm going to right between the eyes. Exactly. Um, it's no different. I did believe it tried to confront us as the, as the friend was reading, scripture mm-hmm. um, while we did not have the lights on in the building i did make out a large dark shape down the main hall of the church i could hear its heavy ho- footfalls as it stared us down oh which that is one that immediate is very, nope yeah that is a very classic like shadow person yeah entity. you look down the hallway and there is a darker darkness yeah like it, it's like you already have no lights on in this place but then you look down a hallway and you see the un 
characteristically dark. Like, you know what darkness looks like, and then you see, and it's just way too dark. Mm -hmm. Like, all the light has been removed from it. Almost like a black hole kind of thing. So I know, like, exactly what they're talking about, mm. and it's that would be terrifying. God, yeah. That was the only activity we observed that night. While we did take photos and audio recordings, no evidence was recorded. However... About a week or so later, I noticed unusual things happening in my own home. Oh, uh, because it probably followed him. Something probably followed him uh, home. Have you ever been in a room by yourself but felt another person enter without seeing them directly? Yes. I've yes. That, like where like I'll be in the bedroom or something like that, and then I'll know my wife has come in. Yeah. I'll. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I would feel this frequently in my room while when I was there trying to sleep. I have reason to believe that the female entity from that church followed me home. At least it was that. Yeah. At I was like, saying, was this, is a be- this is the best case scenario. This is the best case scenario. Not only would she watch me sleep, even touching me on occasion, but when I was not at home, either at school or theater practice, she would make noise upstairs and I would come home to my mother saying, your ghost missed you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's kind of sweet. <laughs> this lady's like, look, my roommate's a dick. Yeah. Like she just wanted to get out of that situation. I, can I come crash with you? Yeah. Like, th- like this is, this is honestly like best case scenario yeah, in my mind yeah it's, it is kind of sweet it is kind of like a sweet thing sometimes uh, they don't all have to be scary there was even an instance where she would interact with my mother one day she was brushing her hair after taking a shower but her phone was ringing in the other room she set her brush down and went to answer it upon returning she found the brush missing she later found it inside the bathroom closet beneath a stack of towels okay that's mischievous and that goes beyond like sometimes there are things where like oh yeah this house is so haunted. This door opened and closed or things fell off the shelf and you have a cat. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was probably the cat. <laughs> yeah, like, was, yeah. Having a hairbrush end up inside a closet under a stack of towels, that's a talented cat? <laughs> yeah, that's a smart ass so cat. So, like, that is one where I'm like, that sounds more spooky to me than that is less easily explainable yeah yeah especially because it's under something that had to be physically placed there there was another instance where my mother and one of her friends and their daughters and i were in the living room watching a movie every so often a bright white light would flash in the next room over eventually i went to investigate only for one of the lamps to suddenly flash repeatedly until i unplugged it this was an old lamp and the wiring may have been going out however the lamp gave off a warm yellow light the light we were seeing before I investigated was bright white. Hmm. Was it trying to warn us of the lamp's old wiring that could have potentially started a fire? Possibly, but I also may be interpreting intent where, where there was none. I would have occasional experiences like this until we eventually moved out of the house when I was 19. As far as I know, that spirit stayed behind. Okay. I like to think that it was a warning. Like, again, I uh, like believing in like the other side. I like to think that, again, it's not all just doom and gloom and spooky and evil mm-hmm. spirits. Like, I like to think that there are just spirits that are just stuck. Yeah. And they don't really want to or can't move on. And that there are there, like, helpful and... Yeah. Yeah, so like, like with, with the lamp, I'm like, okay, if it was old wiring, that could explain why the lamp was acting Totally. Up. The lamp normally giving off a yellow light where... When you and that would also be the thing with like what type of light bulb? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's like when it's normally plugged in and you have this this one light bulb usually gives off a yellow Mm -hmm. light, but it started giving off white light, which is very different. That's very weird and that is weird too. Yeah, I like stories like that because it is one of those nice things where like oh yeah, ghosts can be cool. Yeah, ghosts can be cool and chill. Like sometimes a lot of times where like if you have a ghost acting up in your house, all you have to do is be like yeah, I know you're here. 
we got to share this space. Let's be chill. Yeah. And I, like, and yeah. And I know that there's like, if a way that I've heard to make sure, like if you do go into a supposedly haunted place, you have the power to be like, do not follow me home. You are not allowed. You're supposed to actively say that out into like the space. Yes. I'm coming into your space, but you are not allowed to follow me home. You have to stay here. Basically, like, verbally laying down the law of, like, you are not allowed to follow me home. Yeah. Like, I've heard that also as a way to prevent things from attaching themselves. And it's also always important to remember that, like, you've got arms and the ghost doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where, like, people get so afraid of ghosts and not want to mess with them. Like, remember, you're you're alive and that's a lot different than being dead. dead. There's, they, they can't, like, pick things up usually. Like, usually. They, like, there's, like... There's a limit to what they can do where, like, you can go get some salt, get some holy water, whatever yeah. it is. Like, if you're afraid of a ghost, you could probably beat it up. You, you, <laughs> there's a lot of old lore that say iron is protection against demons and ghosts. Iron is something that you can have on you. Yeah. To, it, it also wards off Fae. My biggest good neighbors. piece of advice where, like, if you are dealing with spirits is be nice to them. And, yeah. like, that's usually the best way... I think to deal with that kind of life in general. Yeah. Be chill. Like, yeah, just be that's chill. Every bit like that's like ninety percent of the things that you're gonna encounter just want to be chill and they want you to be chill. Exactly. Whether it's like something more on the spiritual side or if it's just a human. Yeah. Like, just be chill. Just be chill about it. Thank you for that wonderful email, anonymous. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much. It's that's a really cool. I like it. Is a very unique story. It is. I like that story a lot. It, but yes, if you have a a story to share that you would like for us to read and discuss. Send it to us at hauntedbackyardcast at gmail.com. And we will read them on the shows. And yeah. if we get bombarded with emails, it might take a little bit for your story to get on. But we've only had a couple of emails so far, so we've been able to get to them pretty yeah. you know, frequently. And we might eventually turn them into the, an episode where it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to do a user. Or, or not a user, oh, yeah, I love those. A listener submission episode where we just talk, where we read your stories and talk about them and have a good time. Because we yeah. like talking about this stuff with people. And it is now time to get into our main topic for this evening. For I'm this, excited for this one. For this one. This one is one that I kind of didn't know about till recently. Mm -hmm. I didn't know about this the, This whole, I'm going to call, I don't know really what to, the right word to call it, but I'm going to call it like this whole story or like saga, basically. It's like mythos. Mythos. That's a way better yeah. word. Uh, mythos around this town. Again, still in Ohio. We are talking about the famous... The now famous um, or infamous or infamous a town of Helltown, Ohio mm -hmm. to, on this episode. It's not like uh, Hell, Michigan, it's, uh, if you've ever heard of that place, mm -hmm. which is just literally a fully functioning town just named Hell. And it's it's got it's a kind of population and everything in, in this in Michigan. And that population is six hundred and sixty six people. Yeah, people. You can get married there, which is funny. Helltown is really Boston, Ohio. The area, a little backstory for the area. The area was, in the history books, the area was that it was founded in 1758 by Native Americans, but that was probably earlier than that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that was a little earlier yeah. uh, than 1758. It was white colonizers came over at about 1758 and found yeah. it that way. Uh, and then there was a big massacre in 1782 caused by tribal infighting 
in one of the tribes that did side with the colonies. Mm -hmm. So, like, one side sided with the uh, European colonies that came over, and the other tribe did uh, that was in Boston did not. And there was a lot, there was just that tribe and the colonizers fighting over this land that ha- that happened a lot there was a yeah the that was something the colonizers would do very frequently was play different tribes villages groups off each other to be able to to do what they do which is get their land exactly so. unfortunately I, I in my research it did not tell me exactly what tribes founded and were in this area so if you do know you can email us and let us know or even just yeah you can email us and know or on twitter on or on instagram let me know but like i could not find the specific names of the tribes that were in this area. So mm-hmm. I do apologize for that. There was also a tribal war trail. It was re- it resulted in uh, burial mounds also in the area. So tribal burial mounds were okay. also in the area. The area was resettled in 1806. That's like the little back history. Yeah. And that's just the general back history of the area. It doesn't really start getting weird until 1960 because in 1960 there was a movement to restore national parks national park land by the president at the time gerald ford that would uh that would be seven gerald ford was 70s was it yeah oh lyndon b johnson would have been well 1960 would have been john f kennedy oh okay that's okay that so like that my research was wrong but i appreciate you correcting me on that this would be gerald ford that would be 75 i guess what probably happened was the national park restoring movement started in 1960 yeah and in 19 in the 1970s gerald ford decided to enact it onto boston ohio because he charged a guy in 1974 named william birdsell as the national parks recreation superintendent i just like the last name birdsell right (laughs) i know i like that last name too it's kind of like the the history, a lot, a lot of last names for Europeans end up being like what the job was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and yeah. And so, like, you get Smith. They used to be Smiths. Yeah. Stuff like that. My last name is Birdsell. What did you do? I sell birds. I sell birds. That's, that's what my dad what did. I got, I got a finch. I got a little robin. <laughs> what kind of bird? I, I, here's my I trench coat filled birds. with birds. Just, hey, kids, want to buy a, want to buy a bird? <laughs> <laughs> like, he opens his trench coat. Oh, it's, it's a, it'd be like. Pigeon Man from Hey Arnold. Oh my god, yeah! (laughs) It's like Pigeon Man from Hey Arnold. Oh man, I loved that cartoon, man. Mm -hmm. That got really weird a couple episodes, too. There's there's also some spooky episodes. Oh god, the train episode. Yeah, I was about to say the train episode. That that music at the end. Gave me nightmares for like three fucking weeks. That might be, if we do, like, if we eventually get a Patreon and do like Patreon specials, having like viewing parties of old Nickelodeon. Of old like Halloween specials. Yeah. God, like the, yes. the one with not Nickelodeon, but it was Family Matters. Was that the one with Steve Urkel? Yeah, Evil yeah. Steve. No, or with the with the the doll. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve-el. Yeah, Steve-el. Yeah, God, that was like Chucky for like primetime television. It was. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll like do viewing parties of that. Or something oh, like dude, that. I would love that. That would be so great. We need to. We just need to get on it and start a Patreon. And see what happens. But yeah, and so in the 1970s and 1974, per William Birdsell. People were informed to sell their homes. This is like in the 1970s. It's not recent, but like 
we have footage of this. We have this is yeah. current time. Like it's it's within living memory. It's within yeah, that's the word. It's when it, this is within living memory of people. So in like 1970s and 1974, people were informed to that they were going to have to sell all of their homes in Boston, Ohio, to the government, and they weren't really going to get a lot of money for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not getting what their homes were actually worth. Yeah, it's eminent domain. So yeah, it was very this. much eminent domain. Yeah, And armies also f- would forcibly remove residents from their homes. There is a real documentary by PBS that you can watch that I hadn't, I wasn't able to watch uh, for the episode, but I should have. But it's called For the Greater Good. And it is just a straight-laced documentary on period documentary like it was filmed during the time oh really? I, yeah it, it wasn't like after the fact it was filmed there's footage of it filmed during the time mm-hmm. of people having to basically evacuate this entire town i'll have to look that one up that yeah it's very interesting yeah i i should have i i didn't i wasn't able to watch it before this the army had to forcefully remove people from their homes buildings were burned boarded and were torn down even citizens went to court for the town. Like they were trying to save their homes. A lot of people just didn't want to leave, which a lot of people built their lives at this place. This this place. I can start to see, this is a very fertile ground for kind of the weirder stuff, especially the conspiracy side. Oh man. I haven't even got there yet. Yeah. But like uh, just the foreshadowing, I can see why people started constructing theories. Oh yeah. There's, there's theories in this thing that range from like chemical, Experimental chemical leaks to government cover-ups of like government chemical leaks to mutants to monsters. Yeah, the reason like why we're talking about it is because like this thing runs the gambit of just like weird stuff that's supposed to happen. And, mm-hmm. if, and Ian and I were talking about it before we recorded. Since it's in with li- in within living memory, the like spark that started this is within living memory. We get to see how folklore grows mm-hmm. with this place yeah because uh, I, I spent a little bit of time researching helltown um before you decided that it was going to be you wanted to do the episode on it and just like the cursory glance that i took there's so much, so much. and i was like i know 90 percent of this is probably nothing mm-hmm. but it's still really interesting to see how this tragic event like this it's is like, very it, tragic like for the government to come in and say hey you all have to leave could you fucking imagine just that happening like Today in 2022, like anywhere. Yeah. And especially the fact that they're like, we're not going to pay you what your house is worth. Not at all. Like it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. And yeah, people, so people were like going to court, trying to like stay in their town, trying to like, basically like, like collectively sue the government. It was found that the homes were purchased illegally from the government and residents uh, were given the residents were given the option to repurchase their homes, but like no one did because mm-hmm. they were just so angry and well, they had and already like uprooted. I know there are, there are cases where like the government will buy a bunch of the houses, but then it'll just be one or two people who like, mm-hmm. no, I'm, I'm staying here. Yeah. But then it's just those one or two people. Like the, yeah. for me, the, we talked a little bit about Centralia, Pennsylvania. Yes. Which was another instance of, I don't think the government did intimate domain necessarily, but it was basically because there was a fire underneath I this town. I have fucking heard of this thing, and it's yeah. so and it's still burning today, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and God, there that's are, fucking creepy. There are still people who live there. Yeah, or there were until recently. I'm not 100 percent sure if there's still people, but because they're like, this is where I grew up, this is where my life is. I'm not leaving. Mm-hmm. But then there's also nothing around them. Yeah. And like, I can also understand like, yeah, I would like to buy my house back, but if I'm the only person going to be in this area. Right. 
What's um, the point? Yeah, like it's going. That's going to make life nearly impossible. Yeah, God, yeah. We'll have to talk about that part, that Pennsylvania too, because yeah, the whole like underground fire that's like oh, yeah. still burning is and, fucking terrifying and to me. Even though I never really played the Silent Hill games, like the Silent Hill aesthetic. Oh yeah, I, I've always kind of dug, and I liked the comics. Mm-hmm. And Centralia was the basis for the movie. Oh, was Silent it? Hill. I didn't know yeah. that. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, and so when I learned that that there was a real place that they had based Silent Hill off of, I was like, I gotta know everything about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, no. So no one wanted to come back to this town. This so this town is completely abandoned. It's still categorized as a national park, so you can go to it. It's like it's in this weird, like gray legal area. You can go Call back to la- last episode liminal space exactly it's this weird liminal space of like into a drinking game (laughs) yeah you could it's this weird liminal space of like no one's directly harshly monitoring the area like there's no law enforcement harshly monitoring the area but you also kind of aren't allowed to be there but also no one's gonna give a shit if you're there like you're not gonna go to jail directly for it so it's like the plan kind of like they they are letting the wildlife grow and take over more exactly is that kind of like the it's kind of like that okay Uh, i was about to say like if it's meant to be a national park but they've not turned it into a national park yet yeah it's still it's it's like categorized as one but it's not it's not like been taken care of in the sense of it's a national park okay yeah in the eyes of the government it's a national park but like there's no like park services and that would be that would be another like thing where i'm like fuel for a conspiracy oh, 100%. would be like, why isn't this a national park? But at the same time, that could also be like, yeah, if they are waiting for nature to take more of it back, mm-hmm. I could see why they're like, yeah, we are not opening it to the public. Yeah. We're not doing standard park services. So you yeah. can't come out here and go hiking. That all, that makes sense to me. Yeah. So Birdsell, the guy who originally headed the project, and this is a more, this is kind of where the conspiracies of it start because he died of a heart attack in 1980 in the middle of a job transfer. Oh. Yeah. Like, that's a little weird, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not one to, like, make conspiracy theories or, like, believe too many of them. But, like, (laughs) like, I believe the one about the national parks. I believe the one that, like, national parks are basically just a giant cage for creatures that we're not supposed to know exist. I think JFK's head just did that. <laughs> just did. And it's all a cover up to hide random head explosion syndrome from Americans. Four out of ask your doctor if you're at risk for random head explosion. It's like spontaneous human be, combustion. That would be terrifying. I know. My God, could you imagine going in the doctor and be like, "So we went, we went, we did a myriad of tests. You are not. At, you are not allergic to bees." You are not, you are not at risk for hip dysplasia, but you, and your family, you do have a history of random <laughs> head explosion. Or like, it's one of those, like, where they teach you about stop, drop, and roll as a child. <laughs> Good thing to learn about. Makes you much more worried about, because spon- then you learn stop, drop, and roll. Yeah. And then eventually you learn about spontaneous combustion. Yeah. And you get super worried about spontaneous combustion. Oh my God, I so was as a kid, because I used to watch, like, discovery channel when yeah. they would do shit like that now imagine if there was like one instance of some being like yeah that guy's head just did that like and scanners you're like, oh no <laughs> <laughs> i have to constantly have like my head wrapped up like a mummy <laughs> oh i love mummies mummies are dope but yeah so that's a little weird he just had a heart attack and like i mean he was I, he was old but that's a little it's one of those things where people can jump on like yeah. that's weird I was, I was about to say like how old was he i don't it, was, i could not recall i could not recall okay. how old he was but he wasn't an, a young man 
He was mm-hmm. not a young man. There, there, but there are also things like there are, is such a thing as a convenient heart attack. Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. It's, it kind of felt like that. Because, again, he was not a young man in 1974. Uh, he could have just had a heart attack because he was old. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It's super convenient. So uh, this place reportedly, uh, you know, because you know how I said the army had to forcibly remove people from their homes, which is incredibly tragic. But supposedly the army has come in contact with everything from serial killers who were just hanging out there no specifics on what supposed serial killers Mm -hmm. but supposedly the army has encountered serial killers to squatters to (laughs) mutant creatures i'm trying to rank them now like which one like squatter i'm like cool chill yeah you're just here now serial killer versus mutant creature yeah i think it would because mutant creature that's a very broad term like that could be like this is a wolf with three heads. Or it could be like, this rabbit, it's got like just weird fur. Yeah, I was, when they like, said mutant the, creature. The fur is slimy and so yeah. this is a slimy rabbit. When they said, oh God, slimy rabbit you don't just want sounds to pet gross. This bunny. No. When they said mutant creatures, all I could think about was like mutants from Fallout, mm-hmm. ghouls from Fallout. Oh, which would be terrifying. Which is incredibly terrifying. Yeah. But like that's kind of what I pictured in my head when they were talking about mutant creatures was like the ghouls from Fallout. And supposedly, some army personnel went missing. Maybe they're squatters now. Maybe now they're squatters. If you get bit by a squatter... You just become you turn, a squatter. You, turn, you, turn <laughs> you just become homeless. If you get bitten by someone who's homeless, you ought to, you're, 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 you're homeless. Which is chill. Like, like, Which like sucks, Guess man. what? We're all, we're going to turn... We're, all of America. It's a plan. It's, oh, man. We're going to... Everyone's, everyone's just going to go chill in the forest. Oh, so, supposedly... There are two, only two roads in Helltown, mm-hmm. like main roads. Uh, and one of the main, the main road, the one, the main main road is a Stanford road, Stanford road. And it's also known as, by a couple different names, it's known as the road of the end of the world road or the highway to hell. And that's what they wrote that song about. Oh, yeah. Not written by Iron Maiden, like the beer. That's written by ACDC. I was about to say, I'm like, I think that's ACDC. My dad rock knowledge is limited. Yeah, da- uh, ACDC is Highway to Hell. Like Iron Maiden, you're th- like Run to the Hills is Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. I know Iron Maiden is the D&D band. Right, Iron Maiden is a D&D. Oh, yeah. They're even, I even went to Hot Topic recently because I go there a lot. And Iron Maiden has started collabing with Marvel to do like Iron Maiden designs combined with marvel designs like on their shirts it's pretty dope there was one that was uh supposed to be eddie who's the mascot of iron maiden who is on like on this bottle who's like on every one of their albums the skele boy he was like in like a thor inspired outfit he was on like the rainbow bridge of asgard it was pretty it was was pretty cool like i wanted the shirt it was like a pretty cool shirt but yeah so the end of the world road or highway to hell it's got that, supposedly this road, it's like got a big hill, so it looks like a drop off, which which is pretty cool. And that's why it's called the end of the world road. And it's one of those roads that has the, I'm sure if you're into the paranormal on um, that all, even base level paranormal, you know about the trope of turning off your car, putting it in neutral and having your car be pushed by an unseen force. Mm-hmm. So, so like pushed up the hill? Pushed down the road. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's you're not on a hill. You're not on a hill. It's like you're at base, and then it kind of like dips off, Mm -hmm. and so it looks like it falls, but it's like just a a, a steepish hill. So this doesn't have anything. This would just be any portion of that road where, like, I'm on the flat part of the road now. Yeah. 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 My car's moving forward. Yes, I believe that's right. Yeah. If we could harness 
ghosts. Mm-hmm. To, oh wait, no, I was just about like to do ghost indentured servitude or something like that. That's, oh, that sounds that sounds no, like a D and D thing. I'm so, I'm sorry, ghosts. Yeah, no. I would pay you a fair wage. Yes, there was a lot of those around, like the country. Mostly, I I found that they're mostly centered on railroad tracks where a supposed bus accident happened on a couple there's a couple different places around america where this is a thing Mm -hmm. it's always the same story a school bus was on a train track and the school bus supposedly got hit with a full of kids and now if you put your car in neutral on a railroad track the kids will push your car over the railroad tracks so you don't get hit by a train the kids are like you Freaking idiot! Yeah, there's like, we don't want people... Don't do this! And then the proof that people have usually is they'll put baby powder on their car and then they'll come back when their car's like, oh god, it's moving! And then when they get over the tracks, they'll get out of the car and then you'll see like the fingerprints and the handprints of the kids. It's terrifying, but also people don't clean their cars before they do this. Yeah. So you're just revealing, most of the time, you're just revealing your own fingerprints. Mm-hmm. And like, again, we're coming, we come at these things as believers, but you will, unfortunately with that, you do kind of have to accept that sometimes it, if it's a duck, it's just a duck. Yeah. Like, it, it's sometimes just a duck. William Birdsell will sell you that duck. Yeah, William Birdsell will sell you that duck. The other things that happen around here is a supposed satanic cult activity. This is another big one over there. If you have been blessed enough to watch the fake documentary that Ian and I both yes, have watched. Uh, we could get into that now. So. Be, uh, made by the Travel Channel <laughs> called <laughs> Helltown. The Travel Channel and Discovery Channel just love. Oh, man. I want to know the story behind these documentaries. I, I know. I kind of love them for like their absurdity. Yeah. We could go into more detail of it after, like, we get through the actual information of Helltown. Mm-hmm. Just, it really leans into the cold activity mm-hmm. uh, in this one. Like, honestly, this movie would make a... If they weren't trying to play it as a straight documentary, it's a... If you watch it, it's a good movie. Yeah, I was about to say, like, it, with the, the documentary, it's how much do they want you to believe that it's real? Yeah. Because if they're trying to make you think it's real, they didn't do a good job of it. No, the, the not People still think it's real. I know. But, like, I watched, like, ten minutes of it. I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is 100% fake. Uh, but, like, if they didn't want it, want people to think it was real, I was like, okay, doing a pretty good job. Could write some of these characters better. Oh, oh yeah. The, the the YouTuber guy? The YouTube conspiracy theorists. Oh, man. That guy is my, my, my least and the favorite character yeah. in the entire thing. But, yeah, the big... There's a reason that... The, there's a reason that... A, like lightning pole if there's like a lightning rod reason of why this place is associated with satanic cults or even just rumors of that is uh there are two churches but the biggest church in there is is the mother of sorrows church and people point to that Which one sounds as, like an iron maiden oh yeah it sounds album. dope as hell it yeah. sounds like a like an ice nine kills song or it sounds like a freaking like bring me the horizon fucking song like mm-hmm. it sounds dope it's still a church it's like it's still 
a, like considered a church like how kind of like how like Consecr- the, it's so consecrated it's so consecrated yeah. that's the word kind of how like the renaissance festival church is technically a consecrated church mm-hmm. it just has a ton of dick architecture um, I mean, well that's <laughs> churches for a while like yeah. i thought you were about to say there's just been a lot of dicks in there i'm like yes they're I, both that like both metaphorically and figuratively and, and real but this one the reason people point to this one being evil and satanic is because of it uses the saint peter's cross which yeah, is the upside down cross. I was trying to remember which saint that was cuz it's one of those things you encounter frequently will be the 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 trope of the upside down cross. Is the is cuz supposed to be the evil inverted cross is supposed to be the evil version of it. You see it all the time especially in movies like The Conjuring. Yeah, but there is there's actually a tradition of upside down crosses because yes. of saint peter yes there is yeah. and that's and that's was, exactly his cross who was crucified upside down yeah which like jesus like get yeah, tough De- like that was a tough, tough tough thing doing that upside down might like oh, might be worse my, I, like, I could you could argue that is worse yeah i would have to do some research into it but i'm also kind of curious about the the ev- the cre- like the creation of the upside down cross as a satanic symbol uh, that would be an interesting research if yeah there's um, if that evolved from like if an upside down crucifix would be considered satanic mm-hmm. and then because we don't encounter cru- crucifixes as frequently as we do crosses yeah if that just got also placed onto the concept of cross being upside down yeah maybe yeah. that's that's interesting maybe yeah that would that would be my guess would be like because Protestants don't put Jesus on there. Yeah. And so like but like yeah, if you go go to a Catholic church, you see a lot of crucifixes, Jesus is on it. Right, exactly. But that, I do understand like, oh, if that was flipped upside down, I that could understand could be, people I can understand that. People saying like, oh, that is a satanic thing. Though that's also there's I can go on a huge rant about how Satanism isn't really a thing up until the last hundred years or so. Exactly. Like that's why these cult things, it's always I I take them with a heavy grain of salt. Yeah, and, and the the biggest like thing again, the Travel Channel documentary points loves to talk about this church, and because the biggest thing with the St. Peter's Cross is again, it's it's used in the architecture. It's also it's a that's just a that was just a style of uh, church architecture mm-hmm. back in the day. It's a, like a Gothic style architecture, and the main entrance to the church like the main like where the roof kind of comes at a point under that roof in the front of the church is the saint peter's cross it is that is used in the very front of the church Mm -hmm. and that's why they point to it as being evil there's also supposedly a red light a red candlelight in an abandoned morgue. I was about to say red light. There's uh, a red light. Not that kind of red light. Mm. Um, this town reportedly has mutant creatures. Uh, government experiments, again, which the fucking fake documentary goes into. Mm-hmm. And there, I don't know how true this is, but there was supportedly a sulfur smell in reported in the town before they were evacuated. I don't know how true that is. Yeah, that's a little bit of research I was doing, and I couldn't even tell if it was substantiated or not, but like it seemed like the most realistic claim that people would come across was that there was a chemical leak of some sort. Yeah, that was the big one. That was that one of is, the big ones. And the, but they also mentioned that in the, the fake documentary, so I was like, is this where that story came from, or is there a longer history of there might have been something else going on here Yeah, that, honestly, like knowing some of the things that have happened, like it happened in Ohio with the government and yes chemicals and radiation yes if we want to get into kind of like the the spookier 
true crime-ish. We could maybe one day do an episode on a Fernald Feed Plant, oh. which is a wild story. I've never heard of that. After this episode, we'll talk about it. It's wild. So there's a part of me that could be like, I could actually see some kind of chemical leak happening in this area. And instead of owning up to it, because that was peak Cold War. That's peak was... MK Ultra yeah. time too. Yeah. Well, there was, there was so much going on. There's... Oh, too much going on. I could understand and see a government chemical testing facility leaked into the water supply and the government's like, oh, we can't tell anybody about this. So uh, eminent domain, we want to make a national park. I could believe that 100%. Yeah. Like, that I, sounds plausible. Like, that's one of the reasons where I'm like, I want to know that story. Like, I want to know that's where that story know. came up, how far back it goes. Yeah, Is it just as old as 2017? Yeah, that <laughs> sounds, the whole, like, we, a chemical thing leaking, and we just don't want to, they don't want to admit they fucked up. That mm -hmm. sounds like the government. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That sounds like, especially that time period government. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that sounds like something that they would do. But then... One of the things I love about Helltown, because of the weirdness about Helltown, is it not only are there just so many stories about it that are just weird that either can be true or not true, it's got some of the dopest names for shit mm -hmm. in this town. Because, like, what do we have? Helltown, because it's for awesome, awesome, like, badass name. And then you had End of the World Road or yeah. Highway to Hell, kick ass name. And now we get to the other thing. And there was an orphanage in this town mm -hmm. that supposedly caught fire. And there are two names for this orphanage. One of the names is Light of Hope Orphanage. Aww. Very nice. But then it come to my absolute favorite name for this, uh, out of this whole research, Gore Orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> the Gorphanage. The Gorphanage. That is my <sighs> professional wrestling faction now <laughs> the we're, we're all like we're all gonna be heavy metal orphans oh dude. we're the gorphanage dude it's like the wyatt family but mm. like but, but <laughs> it's if the wyatt family opened up an orphanage yeah it's like the wyatt family opened up an orphanage which first off don't i would not know no Just don't do that don't do it um, yeah. yeah the gore orphanage was built in the early 1900s and it mysteriously caught fire resulting in the deaths of four adults and Unfortunately, a hundred children. That's, oh, and yeah. that, that's substantiated. Like that's an thing yeah, that that's an actual thing. That's an actual thing. This is supposedly has a lot of kind of the tropes of a of a, of a ritual haunting. Just in case uh, you're unfamiliar with that, there are things called active hauntings, where the ghosts and the spirits and the entities, I guess for lack of a better word, antagonize or actively participating. Like moving stuff off a thing, like pushing things around, people feeling touch, people feeling presence, people hearing voices calling out directly to them. And then there's like a ritual haunting where it's almost like you're witnessing, like you're in the middle of a time replaying itself. Mm -hmm. Like the ghosts the, and, and the entities are trapped within this section of time that they can't escape from. And you are watching that play in front of you or actively in around you as like almost like you're in the middle of the actual event happening. But the the spirits of the entities either have no control and they're trapped or that was a such a tragic event that the energy was left mm -hmm. there. And it's so potent that it, for lack of a better word, recorded in that area and it just plays in a loop. And that's supposedly what's going on at this orphanage. People here distant screams seeing strange apparitions it's a burned down orphanage how much more 
fucking creepy can you get? Yeah, that that would be another one of those ones where it's like I can see why there are stories about this place. Like, oh they, god, this is this is prime stuff for like. I am very surprised there. Besides this, that dumb documentary, why isn't there like like a movie out of this that's based well, I, off of this directly? I, both pro and con. Why there's no movie? Part of it is there seems to be so little detail about a lot of things. It's like okay, mutants. What what are we talking about with mutants? Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about the serial killer, and specifically there's a bus. There's like an abandoned. Oh uh, yeah, I was bus. actually gonna get to that too. But there's so little detail. I could see people like there's no story here. But at the same time, I'm like that's why you get to make a story. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Like, there's there's such open-ended of, like, he said, they said, she said kind of thing. There's there's so much you could birth out of it. The uh, the other one was the supposed bus crash. This this one's just only hearsay because there was no, there's no actual report of a bus crash Mm -hmm. happening there. There was, I think one day, an abandoned school bus just showed up. In this area. <laughs> it's just, spo- you got spontaneous combustion, random head explosion, occasional school, school bus. Occasional school bus. Just, just poof. Like, it, uh, a school bus was abandoned there randomly one day, and people started making up stories about it. Honestly, this, like I said, this thing runs the gambit. Not only is there a, a, an, a gore orphanage that's just haunted as hell, and there's reports of underground test facilities there's reports of half human half animal mutants the half human half slime rabbit <laughs> yeah that they developed the slime rabbit and they're like we got to make this also human and there's also the, a report of giant pythons roaming the area well they they need to keep the slime rabbit population in check yes yeah, so they so, so they introduced an invasive giant pie i'm talking like anaconda like the movie anaconda have you ever seen that movie i am aware of the movie uh, <laughs> that size of snake that size of anaconda supposedly I, in this era never just, mind that it's not native to ohio <laughs> i love this <laughs> this is such a good town I want to. I want to repopulate it. There's also the last thing I have uh, uh, that I wish there was more stories about it. Maybe there is, and I was just not able to find them. But there's supposedly a ghost house that it just appears in the woods in the during the day, and the, will disappear and reappear. A, there's a, there's a house. Yeah. I'm going to become mayor of Helltown oh, and man. like head of the tourism bureau. bureau Dude. So. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll be writing a, a jingle. Come to Helltown, see our giant python. <laughs> oh man, come to Helltown. Welcome to Helltown. We got a ghost house. Sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's not. It reminded me of the um. Everything relates back to comic books with me. Mm-hmm. Um, because it reminded me of the House of Mystery that the Justice League Dark inhabits. That uh, John Constantine is actually the caretaker of. That just can appear anywhere. In time and space. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's a TARDIS, but it's a whole fucking house. And mm-hmm. it's like supernatural. And go read Justice League Dark Comics. They were actually really freaking good. And then maybe Guillermo del Toro will make the fucking movie. It's been in development hell for years and I'm still salty about it. Speaking of movies. Ex- oh, hey, there we go. A natural transition. We've talked a little bit about this documentary, which I have not finished yet. Yeah. But so in 2017, Travel Channel. Love them. Is like, hey, guess what? Fake documentary. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, it was a joint venture. Which I think it was a. Now, Travel Channel and Discovery are kind of under the same umbrella. Yeah, I think they've been they've been the same. Yeah, they've been oh, like it's the same company. That, yeah, definitely. For a while now, I can't remember like 
all of the different channels that fall underneath that company. But so yeah, there there is a history of the Discovery Channel and fake documentaries. Infamous history of yeah. them doing these things. Uh, like there's the one that you you mentioned, dragons. The dragons. There's one about mermaids, mermaids which I remember watching. I, I I they burned me with the dragon one, so I didn't watch the mermaid. Uh, but one. there there and then the I think the most infamous one of recent memory is probably the Megalodon. Oh, I forgot all about that one. Uh, Discovery Channel has this history of <laughs> making documentaries that are just fake. They just make things up. Or yeah. like, there might be some accurate information in there. It'll all be like, we've caught evidence of a living mermaid. Yeah, the, the, the historic information is there. Like, maybe the mythology and the historic information yeah. is usually correct. But then it'll also be like, like they'll have, like, fake eyewitnesses. Or there's, yes. a, there's, a, there's a guy who's, like, his main job is being an actor in these there's, movies. There's this guy. I can't tell you his name. In the, he's in the mermaid documentary. He's also in the Hellton documentary, and it's he's. Well, not, you said he was in the dragon one too, right? I don't. I I'm, I was mistaken. He's not in the dragon okay. one, but he was in. He, I think he's also in the Megalodon one, though. I might be. That I might wouldn't be surprise right. me. But he plays like three different characters. But he's he's not trying to hide that he's in these. Yeah. His face is fully in view, and if you watch all of these documentaries, like fake documentaries back to back, you're like. That guy is not... That's not that guy's name. Like, he goes under that different guy, names. That guy's a professor at Cuyahoga College. He's not <laughs> Dr. I, McMermaid. I think he was I think he was a marine biologist in the mermaid documentary. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen that, but... I need to rewatch it. Yeah, and the, it, yeah, it usually be like, they'll they'll just, like, build up to, like, we're going to reveal the footage of this mermaid. Oh, my God. And then it's, like, CGI, and it's the worst CGI. <laughs> it's, like, early... It's, like, 2009 CGI. But then, so, yeah, they did this... I remember a lot of those in, like, yeah, the, the mid-2000s, mid-early 2000s. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, this Helltown documentary came out in 2017. 2017, man. And I watched the first like half hour of it or so like for 45 minutes but within 10 minutes it's like oh yeah no this is fake <laughs> yeah uh they've got one character who's a cons- who is the most stereotypical conspiracy theorist you can imagine it, yeah like yeah. okay he, not most stereotypical because he didn't have the threadboard he didn't have oh, i know I he saw. was missing he the, yeah no i thought he did have a threadboard maybe there maybe there was one i didn't maybe, see but, okay i thought i was like, I but like there were did. like the the walls of his office were just plastered in, in, in like satan like pictures of print outs of yeah. like the of illuminati stuff and and he's just the most stereotypical one but at the same time i was like so the the premise of the movie the the framing narrative is these teenagers in 2016 went to Helltown and then one of them died and live filmed it yeah, yeah they live streamed it which in 2017 like yeah we had twitch and everything but like the the footage of the live stream the immediate like this is fake is there's no chat window yeah that's the immediate like this is fake there's mm-hmm. no chat mm-hmm. like there's like boom done but uh, so that's that's kind of the framing narrative and the, then this conspiracy theorist <laughs> like was like they never told us why the the government never said why what evidence they had it was a bear attack they just <laughs> killed a bear yeah. And said, this was it. Yeah. As I got, but I got a doctor friend who got me the coroner's report. <laughs> and there's all this evidence for why it wasn't a bear attack. And I was like, you're a conspiracy theorist and you don't know how to file a FOIA request? Yeah. yeah. Like, so, this is fake. This is 100% fake. He there's, would know how to do this. There's also too many narratives going on in this yeah. document, in this documentary. There's too, it feels like which they is, wanted to make three movies. Which is honestly, I think kind of like, if you wanted to relay information about the Helltown 
mythos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of interesting because it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, there's the they've got the government conspiracy story. They've got they tell the story of like the founding of the town. And yeah. They, the problematic part of it was like they tied in the, the satanic worship. They also make it. A windy boy cult. Yeah, they they make it. The white settlers started doing Native American practices. Yeah. Oh and my now god. It's satanic. Yeah, and now yeah, it's now it's satanic. Yeah. Like, but it's but it was supposedly started as an offering to. I'm not saying it's what it's actually called, but I'm gonna call it a windy boy. And if you know, you guys know what I mean when I say windy boy. Yeah. Well, and they and they do the very Western, the European white, version of white. it. Yeah. Where it's a basically a, a deer matar. You should call it a deer matar. A, a, a deer matar, yeah. A deer a deer matar which or like is not a like half tr- deer, half human windy boy. Yeah, which is not their the like when you do like an EBITDA research into it, that's not what the traditions say those creatures look like. No, because they're even more spiritual. They're not even yeah. that much of creatures now. They're like yeah, they're the, they're described as more of a spirit. We we lump white people will lump them in with cryptids, but it's not a cryptid. It's yeah. a very specific cultural Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Looks dope. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. It's scary a scary creature. Yeah. Scary looking design, but yeah, not but... not what uh, the not what any Native American tribe would have it like written. Like any yeah. indigenous tribe, it's not what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they loop that in. They created a whole fake cult. Like you said, you have the government conspiracy thing going in with the teens getting murdered by a by a creature, mm-hmm. and this YouTube guy. YouTube conspiracy guy going in and trying to find that. Yeah. I'm very, so yeah, he's a YouTuber. I'm very sad they didn't fully commit to the bit and make a fake YouTube channel for him. I know. I looked for it because I was like, you need to make at least one episode I of his fake YouTube channel. I know. That would have been so cool. I've been so fucked. Even like Blair Witch Project made an entire fake website. Yeah. Back in the day. Well, and that's what like, it was a very stereotypical conspiracy theorist character, but I liked him a lot. <laughs> he's he's he enjoyable. Had, he had a, uh, a a cameraman who was very fun. <laughs> and I was like, I would watch this YouTube series. I would watch this as a show. Like, like this, like a fake, like it's a, like a comedy show. Like, uh, like on, on the realm of like ghost team or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. just like, yeah, let's, let's like make this guy who accidentally stumbles onto actual conspiracies, but then <laughs> completely misses the point. Yeah. I would watch that show. There was, and then, and then in the less fun, there's this period piece slash like a guy, old army guy giving an account of when him and three dudes from the army went in to document the town. The evacuation of the town. The evacuation of the town after it was already evacuated, coming in with camera gear and a microphone and recording gear and then stumbling upon the the Windy Boy cult that's still going on? Yeah, it, there's a lot of mixed narratives. Every, yeah. Like, it's pulling in, like, if I was to make a movie, I'm like, there's, there's too much. This is, there's too Wait, much going on. Yeah. If you want to make it a TV series, maybe kind of like how, the, like, the, the Fear Street. Yeah. Like, oh, where God, it jumps Fear between Street eras. so good. Like, that would be, like, a cool way to do that story. But I was also like, it is a fake documentary, but you're pulling in elements of all the different stories. And so, like, letting us in on all of these different stories about Helltown, which, I admit, is kind of a cool way to do it. It is kind of a cool way to do it. If you want to convince people this is real, you're doing a bad... Well, in my mind, I was like, no, this is 100% fake. I can tell it right off the bat. But at the same time, when I was on Amazon, getting, like, renting the movie... Uh, there is a one-star review where somebody <laughs> said, I did some research and I found the only thing about this that was true was in 1975, the government took everybody's land. Yeah, that's literally and the I was like, only so true thing. A lot of people thought it was true, I guess. Apparently, like, it is out of all of their fake documentaries that this this company has done, 
this is the least convincing. Mm-hmm. The I think this and this is me coming at it with like rose colored glasses because the dragon one was pretty convincing, but I was like twelve. Well, I think they they played their hand in this one a little too quick. They did all oh, so where, quickly. Like they should have spent more time building up the history side and things like that, and then like gone into the kids. Yeah, yeah. With like, cause yeah, with the the, the mermaid and the dragon one, it was a here's all of this history of it. And then we're in, we're going to show you the, the footage. Mm-hmm. Cause the first thing you see in this documentary, the opening scene is the kids live streaming, going into Helltown. Like and that's they, the first thing you see. And they show you footage of like the kids in yeah. this, this tunnel. And then like, you can see a figure that doesn't look like a bear. Yeah. And then cut. Yeah. And which I also like from one standpoint, that makes much more sense because if you give us something, mm-hmm. we're going to be more willing to believe than if exactly. you're like, if you're like, oh wait, we're going to wait till the end. I was like, why should I pay attention? Like, you're obviously making all this up. Exactly. It it. I feel like they wanted to make three different movies, but decided oh they only had the budget to make one, so they yeah. they they went in and was like, well, let's put everything into yeah, this. Yeah, like I I would have if I was going to make a fake documentary about Helltown, I would have picked one narrative and stuck with it. Yeah. If my goal was to make a fake documentary that would convince people. Oh yeah. Um. I also don't know if that was their plan. If I don't know anymore with these ones. Yeah, Yeah. they're like, do we want to make people think this is real? Because they still did. They still did. (laughs) A lot of you, a good amount of people bought it. I I think it'd be very fun to make a fake documentary about something, but I also would be like, I know people are going to think this is real. Even if right off the bat, I put Mm. up a thing saying this is fake. People are going to ignore that. Yeah, like because people did that with with Blair Witch. Blair Witch, yeah. They... Like, they put up at the beginning, like, this is a work of fiction. Some people missed that. Oh, a lot of people um, missed but it. But <laughs> people also just ignored that part mm-hmm. and said, oh, no, this is real. Yeah. Uh, there was a hand. I remember hearing about Blair Witch when it came out and seeing it in the video store. I believed that it was 100% real. But I was, I'm like six at the time. Yeah. And I was fully convinced that this was real for a good like three weeks when the, after the movie came out and, or was at least released on VHS. But adults like, did too. Like, but adults did too. There were people like, you can look this up. This is, people can like research this too and look this up. People were sending sympathy letters to these parents of the actors because of like, oh man, I'm sorry. Your, your kids are still missing. Like that, that I'm so sorry that you had to see that again through this, the release of this footage. Uh, the actors used their real names in the f- film. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had like a code word. I think burrito was their code word uh, to like break the scene when they were go- getting too overwhelmed or having to have a break. They would have to be like burrito. And they would know, okay, this is a cut. We're not filming. We're done with the scene mm-hmm. uh, because using, using their real names kind of fucked with them a little bit. Yeah. And well, they, they didn't know they, a lot of what was going to and happen. And they didn't know a lot of it was going to happen. And you can say what you want about like the quality of the movie. You can say what you want about how, what you think of it. Um, and your, your opinion is completely valid. I don't, I, I may, I don't know how you feel about it. We never, we didn't directly talk about it before, but I actually really like it. Oh, I think it's a very effective movie. I think I, it's creepy. Like it's not scary. I think, I, I think people get cynical about it because of the fact that they're like, Oh, it was, everyone said it was real. I was like, they didn't say it was real. They just played it real. Cause they knew that would get the hype. It played it really well and real. And but, like looking back on it, not a bad movie. Yeah, I, well, and the stuff that people make fun of as far as, like, the reactions and the staring at the camera and the acting, like, also because that's the difference, I think, between realism and acting is, like, they, they're not acting so much. Like, they're, it's mm-hmm. not acting as much as it 
they are having genuine reactions to the situation that they're put in. Yeah. Which can be off-putting. I can get why you might somebody might not want to watch it, but yeah. I think it's a really well-done movie. I, and oh, yeah. It is it is creepy. It's scary. Yeah, it's it's not one of the... I think when, when people go into watching it, I think they go in expecting something more, like, terrifying and jump-scary. Like, if you go in expecting to get the shit scared out of you, I don't think that's what you've got to go in expecting. Mm -hmm. If you go in with, like, an open mind to Blair Witch Project, I go for the vibe. I watch it, like, every uh, fall season, every Halloween season, because it gets gets me into that spooky fall vibe. Because it definitely has a attitude about itself that is a creepy atmosphere and it's unsettling because it does feel as real as it can. Cause now found footage movies don't feel real anymore, mm-hmm. but that one, for some reason, even cause even paranormal activity didn't feel real on a, on a rewatch. Yeah. Well, especially like, they, with the ending they picked. Yeah. Which is the jump scare. The Blair Witch Project holds a special place in my heart because of how just, it feels the most real. Out, it feels the most found out of every found footage movie I've ever seen. Yeah. And it just is just hits that sweet spot of like, this is unsettling enough and I'm never creeped out by it. This documentary that travel channel did. It's, <sighs> it's not it's, that it's not Blair Witch project. I think it's kind of cool. Cause it does bring in all of these different things. They've not brought on the serial killer yet to my knowledge. No. And I think they mention mutants, but it's like an offhand comment in the, yeah. in, in the thing. So the mutants are something that existed before the movie. Yeah. As far as the story goes. Yeah. Were there, sto- like, were there, like, even discounting the fact that, that Wendy is not a cryptid, in my mind, were there cryptid stories? No. To, there's not so much in the way of cryptids. There was, in, in the research that I did, there was, the only cryptid was the supposed giant snake. Mm, okay. Like, but there were no, you know how, like, you even have, like, we had, like, three things of frogman sightings mm-hmm. no sightings of this fucking snake it's just a story somebody it told was just it. a story somebody told there's yeah. no footage there's no like supposed sightings of it it's just someone said there was a snake here yeah it's, like, and that's, i yeah there's this is like the third episode now where i was i'm like i want to go back and do like a mini sode on helltown where we like pull on more narrative threads to see what we can find because there is so much to the helltown mythos that where it's like yeah yeah there's there's this giant snake but nobody's ever actually seen it it's just somebody said a story once uh, and see if we okay. can f- figure out where that came from or like the things like the the orphanage like where like how much truth is there behind the stories like is this something where people have act we have actual like accounts of people being like yes we went out to the orphanage this is what we saw or is it another thing where it's like i've heard where the orphanage you yeah. go in there and you see that and also because of this documentary i wanted to know like okay how much of the story of Helltown spawned from this documentary where people saw exactly. it and jumped onto it. Like I'm with the Wendy stuff. Is this a story that came from where the, the, the filmmakers were like, you know what we need? We need a native American story because all haunted stuff is native Americans in America, at least. Yeah. And so like, they like, is that something that happened because of this movie? Yeah. Or is it something that there is an older narrative tradition about Helltown that involves that because we tend to do this in general where we just if there's something spooky going on we just want to be like oh yeah native americans yeah but still like even if that's a problematic trope in american folklore is it still something at least that came before the movie right is there a is is there a seed or that of of something there mm-hmm. that could have sprouted this yeah or was it something that we now say about helltown because of this yeah. movie yeah it's it, cuz they didn't like in the movie 
the orphanage right there. Like, mm-hmm. they don't even mention the orphanage in the documentary, and I feel like that's got a way better story opportunity than a than a cryptid creature thing. I don't know. I feel like that's you could have made a way better story out of that. So here's one other question I have for you regarding the, the documentary. Yeah. Because um, I tried to, to look it up, and I couldn't find anything immediately. Like, do you know the day it came out? No, not the day. I know. It, uh, it only said 2017. I mean, that's, that's what I wanted. I want to know the see. date. Because there's part of me that's like, was this April Fool's? Was it a Halloween thing where they're like, let's put out a spooky documentary? Let me, you know what? I'm going to go on Google and uh, and maybe it'll tell me the exact date. Let's see. Uh, let's see if it does. Let's see. We're going, doing this live. Um, doing this live right now. Um, it's got 2.9 stars, uh, <laughs> just let just... you know, uh, what's going on, uh, documentary, you know, I'm going to say release, release date. Ha ha. You were, remember how you said it was probably, what if it was released around Halloween? Mm-hmm. Release date, according to IMDB is, I believe it said it right here. Release date was, uh, October 29th of 2017 that, that makes like that's another part of me where it's like how could people watch this yeah and it, not, though at the same time if i was a making a documentary about something spooky yeah i'd want to release it in halloween month yeah that makes the most sense to me but at the same time i think that's like where the the other documentaries that we're talking about where their strength was i think holding off to the end to a certain degree yeah but also the fact that i don't think they, they didn't seem like they were presenting a narrative where this one it's it is narrative driven like yeah it is it's stories very told. much narrative driven and like so you've got like the story beats that you like that you hit where like this is too convenient of a of a, oh, of a story yeah. Yeah, to but, be real mm-hmm. it's way like god the some of the dumb sh- like some of the really dumb shit in it was that bolt was that rock yeah there, uh, that's right where i stopped was, oh yeah there was this boulder that the kids sprayed a pentagram on the conspiracy theory guys like this boulder wasn't here in the 60s <laughs> How'd this rock get there? <laughs> and then he goes to the rock and he knocks on it. And it's hollow. It's hollow. You know, when you're a kid and you're in a school play and they're like, we need a rock. Yeah, it's that. It's, it's, paper, that. it's like a paper mache rock. It's exactly that type of material. And Eric and I are both like, how'd it stay there? Like, since, yeah, how does it stay there and not get blown over on like a decently windy day? A, I am convinced they were like, we are going to make a tongue in cheek mockumentary we're gonna make it so obvious that this isn't real because that's one of the things where i was like if i was the government and that's it ends up being like the government is hiding a lab yeah underneath, underneath the... and uh spoiler alert i know you haven't watched this part yet but spoiler alert they get footage of the lab and then then they gotta go back for some reason but it, the where they went the entrance to the lab mm-hmm. cemented over <gasps> It's that it's mutant quick acting cement. Yeah, that's it cemented over so they can't get back into the lab. I was like, yeah, if the government's gonna hide an entrance to a lab underneath a rock, you would make it like at least attached to the ground somehow. Like, exactly. You would not because you could just pick it up and like fling. <laughs> or like you a... would make it a real rock. Yeah. Or it would be an actual <laughs> boulder. Yeah. Like... So it's, yeah. I just I understand that people will believe these things. I also don't get why people. But yeah. I mean, people believe QAnon for God's fucking sake. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, we have been going on for quite a while. Yes, we have. But there, I think it's a testament to the Helltown where, like, that's what I do want to come back and start pulling more on some of the narrative threads because mm-hmm. we just did a. This was kind of a buckshot. We're gonna hit, like give like a like an overview of 
all the different story types that have congealed around this town, mm-hmm. I do think it'd be really fun to be like, like we were getting specifics now. We're just like, mm-hmm. like here are the ones where we've actually been able to trace mm-hmm. oh, a, yeah, a yeah, longer yeah. story of it. And that's one of the things where like, the, the chemical, like I was saying, the chemicals are really interesting because I've, yes. I've seen more about that online, yes. which makes me think that's been a longer running concept is that there was a chemical spill and the government was trying to cover it up. That sounds more, it, it, that one out of the ones does sound like the more plausible one. Yeah. That and the, the, the snake. The snake. <laughs> Never mind that pythons aren't indigenous to Ohio. It, it, they dropped it off. They Like op, Dumbo Drop, when yeah. they dropped the elephant. It's like they the did t- that with the snake. Oh, you know what? It's like, it's like uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles, like TGRI. They, uh, the, 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 mu- the mutagen from, uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles. Yeah, yeah. This makes a big old snake. A, there was a chemical drop, chemical drop. This was just your average gardener snake. And now it's a big boy. And now it's, God, what with us? And he, he keeps the, the slime rabbit population. <laughs> did they, oh, fuck, did the team, did the turtles have a snake bad guy? No, they didn't have a snake bad guy. I would, now I'm trying to think of what the turtles would name their snake bad guy. Probably something like, uh. Um, Pythor. Pythor or, or like. Slither. Or Or a Slicks or a Slickin' Snake or a Slicky or I don't know. Or. I'm also getting uncomfortable porn vibes. Or like, us. or you could go with my fate, one of my favorite, um, snakes, snake men from, uh, He-Man, Tongue Lasher. Oh no. <laughs> Tongue Lasher. That was a children's toy. They sold it to children. His name was Tongue Lasher. thank you for listening again thank you Uh, so much uh share with people that you like or you don't like if you they might maybe this is your your the way you bridge a a a rivalry maybe this is where you make your uh extended relatives hate you review us on the various apps where you can review us please do five stars and a little review like a little written review if you are able to write a review as well as give us Mm -hmm. some stars that is also great. We yeah. might even read those. Yeah, let us, let us know what you think, what what you want to hear more about, mm-hmm. what you want to hear less about. Send us emails. Yes, please. If you got any stories that you want, even if it's not like a personal narrative, if it is something that you say, hey, I've heard this story, would you look right. into it? Even if it's not from, like, like you had the one, we had the ones from Whiskey that were like, hey, this happened to my sister. It doesn't even have to happen to a family member. It can be literally like, hey, I heard about this bridge or I heard about this thing. Yeah, and we, we'll, like, we'll look into it. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll totally. We will research for you. Yeah, we'll research for you and do an episode on it. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. stay spooky. Stay nice. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.